0: Hey, everybody. Yes, indeed, it is Friday, which means one thing. It is Tech Vibe Radio here on KDKA. This is Jonathan Kirsting. I'm normally joined with Audrey Russo, my boss, our CEO and co-host. She's out tonight, so I am flying this uh, airplane solo tonight, having a good time. So many great interviews coming with you tonight. Tonight on the show, we have some great guests. We have a Webula stopping by. These guys are all about Email campaigns and all the technologies around making sure your email reaches the people and you're not spamming folks and you're abiding by all the cool email rules. We also have a market space communication stopping by, all of talking about what it means to brand your tech company and just your, your company in general as well too. Branding rules go across across the uh, the aisle as far as that is. And we also have a special interview. The Canadian Consul General was in town a few weeks ago talking about the trade between Pennsylvania and Canada, and there's some pretty cool, startling facts about how much trade happens between Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania, with Canada, and so she has some great insight. I grabbed that interview at our Tech Vibe Radio Podcast Studio, which we're in right now, which is brought to you by Huntington Bank. So, you know, we always start the show off in high gear, and I'm really excited to have Tyler Steckler here from IQ, Inc., who's been a longtime member of the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Tyler, thanks for hanging out with us tonight.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us, Jonathan.
0: So IQ, Inc. is such an amazing company. Barb Van Kirk started this company, I believe, 25 years ago.
1: Yep, yep. It's our big anniversary this it's year. A, it's
0: cool. I'm excited. So 2019, we're going to have Barb's By the show uh, in the summertime, and we're doing some stuff in TEQ magazine as well in order to talk about the great work that you guys have been doing. And you just joined up with IQ just recently. So what do you do at IQ, Tyler?
1: Yeah, so um, it's you know we're a mid-sized company, so the short answer is a little bit of everything. I know that makes it so much
0: fun, right? You have some crazy cool customers across the spectrum.
1: It is, it is, and you really get to get involved. Kind of, and Barb has kind of created a company that allows it where you you can you can get involved where you want to. So it's it's a mix of of talent sourcing and account management and marketing and setting up events and you name it.
0: Absolutely. Now, you said setting up events. Yeah. And you guys are going kind of kind of full force towards holding your own events. And these aren't just events. These are really cool, fun, techie events. You had some cool tech trivia going on. What was it? You just came off this a couple of weeks ago. Give us, fill us in about this latest event that you guys had. This is kind of your first one that you guys did too, Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah, so there was a there was a lot of unknown. Um, we initially just pitched it as kind of a, a happy hour for for technical professionals and for people that might okay. be interested in either just hanging out with us or IQ as a as a company right. uh, to work for. Um, so, um, well, you know, we we kind of talked it through and came up for, with the idea for doing a tech trivia, kind of just like a tech centric trivia. Yeah, it, um, but in which we would cover subject matter from. You know, traditional uh, technical knowledge, you know, uh, from developing to agile methodology to databases to... You know the history of the internet, things like that. And so a little
0: bit of everything, getting kind of super nerdy, but super kind of because like, you just want everyone to be able to answer the question, so you yep. kind of keep it fun for everybody. Yeah, so, so you had be, this, in you're holding some shady side over at Mario's.
1: Yeah, Mario's uh, East Side Saloon on the on the balcony there. Oh,
0: on the balcony on the balcony, nonetheless, mm-hmm. that makes it a lot more fun as well. To you.
1: Yeah, it was cool. It ended up being a really good venue. Um, I think uh, the event went very very well. I think our biggest hiccup was that we maybe should have ordered. A little bit more food, but that's... Easy more wings. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs>
0: more more chicken. You know that, that for next yeah, time exactly. as far as that is, which is really <laughs> cool. So so obviously you got about by, by 50, 60 people stop by. Yeah,
1: we had, a, we had a really good turnout. We were really pumped up with the fact that we had, you know, different companies come out with teams put together. Like okay. we had some tech elevator students and we had some people from American Eagle and Zoll and it was really neat. Oh, that's cool, man.
0: Was, You're really cutting across the industries there. Yeah, it was
1: cool. It was cool. It was like uh, just like a... An organic kind of gathering of, of people with like interests. So. I got to go
0: to the next one. Yes, so, you do. I, I, so I think you're planning one more of these for the summertime.
1: Yeah, right now we're shooting for June. Okay, um, we're so, somewhere in June.
0: So somewhere in June. Yeah, we're I mean, keeping it loose right now. So if people, where can they go and learn about these? So they can kind of keep tabs and and, uh, you know, sign up.
1: Yep, so we'll keep our uh, – we post everything on our website. Um, we, we'll have – we're going to put up a blog article just about the event. Cool. And,
0: you know, Pictures of people drinking beer and eating wings. Exactly. Answering a- cool – answering, answering tough tech questions. <laughs> tough tech questions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So
1: um, we'll have it up on our website, but we also, um, like, we'll be reaching out to the attendees. We'll also be on uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, cool. across social media pretty right. much as a whole. So uh, we'll get the information out there, no Super doubt cool. about it. So
0: if you go to iq-inc.com, yep. that's the best place to go. And Correct. obviously just look for that on LinkedIn and just, just honestly uh, anywhere over the old social webs, as they say, and you can learn what's going on with that. I'm excited that you guys are doing more of this because I think it's great to build that sense of community here in Pittsburgh, get people a little fired up, a little relaxed, having some fun, and just seeing who's out there. Exactly, exactly. Super cool. So go to iq-inc.com. So, so if, let's go back to a little bit about what you do mm-hmm. at iQ. So you've been there for how long now? It'll be a year coming up here uh, in about a month. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, so exciting. What is it about the culture there that you found, like, why you want to work there? Because, I mean, you, you could... You pick where you want to go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I interviewed at a lot of places and, and I, I had known a bit about IQ um, previously and just that they really it held a lot of weight in terms of just uh, the well-being of their employees right. and kind of developing them professionally. And then I think it was pretty easy to see um, early on just interviewing with Gene and Barb and Amy, kind of that... You know, these guys walk the walk. Exactly. Um, like they do what well, they say. They've been around for
0: 25 they years. They're doing something, right? Yeah, something's
1: going right, yeah. right? But, um, yeah, it, it's a very team-oriented, collaborative culture. And you've got some
0: great offices, too. I was at your, your grand opening. I think that was a little bit more than a year ago, I Yeah, think, out in Monroeville. Yep. And a uh, great office space out there. Yep. And uh, everyone there is just so friendly. And, like I said, the diversity of projects that you guys work on, I, it just amazes me. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think there is a problem you guys cannot solve.
1: It's a big, you know, it's a sticking point for us, and and we're trying to kind of um, expand our tech stack as a company now. Right. You know, we're trying to get more into mobile and robotics Definitely. and the Internet of Things, and because we really like to have, one of the things that we kind of use as a point of pride is that, you know, we, we want our engineers to be able to work there, and have options to get their hands on some different things. Keep, them,
0: keep them, you know, give them some variety. Exactly. And keep them challenged, because that's, exactly. that's what they want, as far as they go. And obviously, are you guys in hiring mode right now? Are you always looking for talent?
1: Always. But yes, we are. I mean, we've we've had, um, I mean, we've doubled the size of our company in the past five years. Wow. And, that's and, cool. Yeah. So we're, we're continuing to do so. We, you know, we, we hit our goal um, ahead of time, and we're still in very much a growth pattern, but... We're just trying to make sure we do that, but we do so responsibly. Exactly. You know, keep the company culture, hire the right people. and That
0: makes total uh, sense. Yep. It's exciting times. I love it. Fantastic, yeah. fantastic. iq-inc.com. Check them out. Definitely keep your eyes peeled for June, for the next tech trivia. And also, if you're looking for a gig and you got the chops, you know, check them out there as well, too. Great culture and great company you're part of. We're taking a quick break, and we are coming back with more Tech Vibe Radio. Like I said, we have we have our, our friends from uh, 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 Market, Market Space Communications, as well as the Canadian Consulate and Webula coming right up as promised. This is Jonathan Kirsting with the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. Welcome back, everybody. So glad you are listening to Tech Vibe Radio tonight. We're actually bringing you this segment from the Huntington Bank podcast studio here at the Pittsburgh Technology Council headquarters. We love having this facility because it allows us to interview people when they can't get to the studio at KDKA. And this is one of those interviews that I'm really excited about. We're talking to Council General Phyllis Yaffe. She's the Council General of Canada. And actually, just coming off of a big event here we have at the Pittsburgh Tech Council, I think close to 100 people showing up to learn all about the relationship between Canada and the United States and the trade. And so... So, uh, Phyllis, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight.
2: Oh, well, it's great to be here. Thank you.
0: Totally appreciate it. First off, what's your background, real quickly? Tell us.
2: So, I have come from the media world, the film and television world, it's okay. really where I spent my the vast amount of my career. Um, and uh, I was asked to become a consul general for Canada in New York a few years ago, and it was a wonderful opportunity to uh, represent my country.
0: Very much. Uh, you got to be a busy person.
2: It's a busy job. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. it's a really busy job. Uh, Your
0: phone's drinking at 3 o'clock in the morning.
2: W- well, I hope not, but it's <laughs> definitely ringing all day long. And actually, you know, the reality is I like to get out and meet people in the, in the territory, and it's been a treat to be here in Pittsburgh to do that. Excellent.
0: And you're obviously based in New York, but you cover the Pittsburgh area.
2: So we're responsible out of the office in New York for Pennsylvania, Connecticut, New Jersey, Delaware, New York. And Bermuda.
0: Excellent. Do you see a lot of buzz around Pittsburgh at all? You hear we buzz?
2: Um, are I you know this is my I think my fourth trip here to to Pittsburgh, and I always come back with a sense that so much is going on here. It's a real it's a real good example of um, a city that is taking advantage of the technology world and making it making it their own. Very,
0: very cool. So let's get to the fun questions. Sure. So many fun things to talk to you about today. So let's talk about the Canada US partnership and really the economic relationship between Canada and Pennsylvania. I think there's a lot of trade going on between our countries, but also our state in Canada as well, yes, too. Yes,
2: for sure. Canada is your biggest customer. We are the biggest trading partners of each other. Okay. Um, and it's a fair and balanced trade. It's about $11 billion worth of trade going each way across the borders.
0: It's a lot um, of money. It's a lot yeah. of
2: money and it's a lot of great jobs. We think there are about 360,000 jobs in the state of Pennsylvania that depend on trade with Canada.
0: Wow, that's an amazing number. I mean, that just really shows you the importance of what's going on here.
2: It is a very large number of jobs. And of course, uh, it's a growing number because the investment from Canada in, in this part of the world and vice versa continues to grow. We have a really strong relationship between the two places. Uh, we, we are a bit concerned about the the, some of the processes we're in the middle of—I'm mm-hmm. sure everybody has Absolutely. been living through the the trade agreement negotiations. But we are yeah. hoping to get to the end of those and and begin uh, to get back to that. This, this trade.
0: has to be figured out. In- put to rest because I mean it's like look yeah. we're all here together right
2: so yeah, absolutely <laughs> you're completely right so the, the agreement is is a, has been finalized and all three countries Canada the United States and Mexico have signed uh, the agreement it needs to go through the, the legislators exactly like let's, all three let's get this
0: moving forward so we can conduct more business together
2: absolutely as get far back as that goes that. get yeah. back to that mm-hmm. get back to
0: the good times right, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. <laughs> for lack of a right. better term yeah. so Fill our listeners in a little bit about what are some of the key goods and services that are kind of going between the the, the countries?
2: Well, um, Pennsylvania exports a lot of plastics, iron and steel, of course. That makes sense. Absolutely. um, And pipes and uh, telephones, all kinds of uh, vehicle parts. And the same is true of Canada. Canada exports crude, petroleum, plastics, aluminum, and iron and steel are, are our top uh, exports to Pennsylvania. Yeah. But those are uh, are two really difficult categories right now because um, America, about a year ago, imposed right. some very severe tariffs on Canada's uh, s- it, uh, aluminum and steel. Exactly. And, and in... More in, sa- in sadness than in anger. Canada, of course, added tariffs for the same uh, amount exactly. of dollars on the United States. So um, right now, those are that's pr- that's really an obstacle we're trying to get over. It but is. it is a, yeah. it is an important one to figure out.
0: Is there light at the end of the tunnel on that somewhere? It seems like there yeah. has to be some sort of a rational agreement. I mean, we're talking yeah. about basic business blocks of, of goods and services. They they have to transact. You know.
2: I hope so. I mean, I, I hear sort of encouraging sounds out of Washington. And I'm always glad to hear that. I think everybody who is in those industries appreciates that, um, first of all, the, the tariffs were imposed with a, 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 a system that is called the 232 tariffs. And okay. really, they're based on the notion that a foreign country is a, uh, is a national security threat. Um, and therefore, that those that is yeah. the rationale for the tariffs on Canada's steel and aluminum. It's like, I'm, wait
0: a second. We've been like best buds for like you know ever, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, like the last time I checked, we're kind of like one and the other. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I, I I think your listeners and everyone would agree that yeah. uh, Canada is not a national security threat to the United States. So we kind of find that we find that difficult to understand. But we also think that um, if if the tariffs were aimed at countries that were selling um, low price deal into the United States, Canada was certainly not the country to aim at. No, so we really right. do hope that those tariffs will go away and, and that we can get back to, to getting these, the, the United States... Canada-Mexico agreement ratified in all three countries, and get back to the business and the stability of the business that the agreement will allow us to have. Well, yeah,
0: talk about more more about the stability because I think that's one of the key factors. I mean, yeah. in a world that's so volatile, one thing that's always been stable is our awesome relationship with Canada, right? And to make sure that stays yeah. stable, and and because that, that's what makes both countries great countries and and makes us powerful and world leaders as well, far as that goes.
2: Yeah, I mean, I you know I think in a competitive universe you have to look at where where are your friends and where are your are your competitors and i think when when we have a strong north american market that is using its strength and its and its power to compete internationally all three countries will be better off but right now the agreement is still it's although it's agreed to and took a long time to get there it, of course until it's ratified it doesn't get to be uh enacted exactly. so the benefits of it continue to be sort of tantalizing. the right. We see there. them there. Yeah. But <laughs> you know, they're there, but we just can't use them. So, of course, uh, um, the instability continues in the business world, and we know that business, without being able to plan for the future, um, is going to be hesitant. And that hesitation translates into lost jobs, lost right. opportunities, and gives our competitors around the world a great advantage.
0: Absolutely. Switching gears just a little bit, um, one of the things that Pittsburgh is well known for is our our leadership in artificial intelligence. And we're trying to build a triangle. We're trying to connect the activity that's happening in Canada with the activity here in Pittsburgh, with the activity in Boston. We're really excited about this because we look at like regions coming together and countries coming together as a way for everybody to just make this thing explode. What are your thoughts on that?
2: I, I agree with you. I think it is a great opportunity. We have discussions with uh, our colleagues from the Quebec uh, uh, offices, both in, in uh, Pennsylvania but also in New York and in Montreal, talking about the opportunities of bringing some Quebec entrepreneurs here and some American entrepreneurs to Canada, um, and Boston being part of this triumvirate would make sort of finish the circle. Exactly. Um, and of course, you now have a direct flight from Pittsburgh to Montreal. We do. I'm daily. glad you brought
0: that up because the airport's yeah. one of our biggest supporters, and we love supporting the airport because without connections, international connections makes life a little harder.
2: Well, um, that flight is it's a day. Daily flight, and we really um, think it's going to make a difference in bringing uh, business to Pittsburgh and vice versa to to Montreal. But also just to know that um, colleagues he- are talking here in Pittsburgh uh, over the last few days about how we can ex- expand that that uh, commerce, particularly yeah. in the field of AI. It's a it's a great thing.
0: Yeah. How about outside of the world of AI? I mean, I think in in general, I mean, a lot of our startups here and just general companies are just getting off the ground. I mean. I- it seems like everyone has to go international, and Canada is obviously your first place you want to go. I mean, it's not that far away. I mean, it's pretty much a common language for the most part, going across. It seems like a great place to kind of test those international waters. Any uh, any 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 ideas and thoughts that we can give our folks to be like yeah, come to Canada first?
2: Yeah, I mean, we we certainly think that we make uh, it makes the most sense to, if you do want to start looking outside of the, the United States, mm-hmm. but particularly when you're here in the northern part of the United States, we're so much closer. Exactly. We're a four-hour drive away um, and Texas is much further um, and we're a, as you said, we're a very similar marketplace. We have, we have you know, rules and, and conditions that apply to Canada, but but a very open for business kind of mentality. and We would uh, welcome American companies across the border to do business in Canada. As a matter fact, we have people here in in Pittsburgh permanently working on that very subject.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. I love hearing that because building those connections is just so important and creating more alleyways and places for people to connect in just makes it all the better as far as it goes. I can't thank you enough for hanging out with us today.
2: Oh, it's been a pleasure.
0: And giving us all this information. We're so glad to have you here at the Pittsburgh Technology Council offices. And if you'd have the time to stop by our podcast studio here to do this interview, because I know our listeners are going to be really appreciative and learn more about the important relationship that we have with Canada awesome stuff. What a pleasure talking to the Council General of Canada, Phyllis Yaffe. Thank you so much.
2: You're very welcome.
0: Hey, we're taking a quick break, and we're coming back with more Tech Vibe Radio, I swear. This is Jonathan Kirsting from the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn more about us by going to pghtech.org. Follow us on Twitter at pghtech. Oh, it's 100% true. It's Friday night, and that means only one thing. You're listening to Tech Vibe Radio here on KDKA. And it's not just Tech Vibe Radio, because we're actually recording from the Huntington Bank Cast studio here at the Pittsburgh Technology Council's headquarters at Nova Place. We love having our studio. It allows us so much more flexibility to grab the interviews when and where we need them to happen. So, so glad to be here doing it. Uh, Audrey Russo, my usual coach, is not with us here tonight. She is on assignments. I'm here manning the controls 100% by myself. But anyhow, we we'll pour a little beer over the curb for Audrey because it's weird not doing the show with Audrey. It's like we've been doing the show together for 10-plus years now, so it's kind of strange. But I've got a great guest here with me right now. We have Trish Parkhill from Market Space Communications. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight.
3: Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm super pumped to be here.
0: I'm pumped as well. So first off, give us a little bit about your background. Who is Trish Parkhill?
3: Yeah. So, um, I have been in advertising in my heart literally since I was in middle school. It was okay. something that I always wanted to do. Oh, this is a cool uh, story. Yeah. That, that always to do, the I would make fake commercials. Oh yeah. Fake oh, commercials cool. in the bathroom, mixing shampoos together, talking <laughs> about how my conditioner was better than theirs. Really? Oh yeah. Always like from, from the start. Um, and then when I went to college and really got into the advertising, yeah. um, Major, I went to Penn State University. Very cool. uh, And I really found out, wow, there's so much more than just making commercials. And you kind of have to pick a path if you're going to go into advertising. So I really started to hone in on the writing side of things. It was where my passion always lied. lied. Um, I loved to to write and everything else. So um, I started really focusing on some writing classes and getting some good background in advertising. Um, And when I came out of there, I took a job in New York City at an agency – um, right downtown to, you know, go big time. and yeah. you go, go big or go home when you first get there.
0: Now, are you from Pittsburgh originally? Yeah, okay. um, born
3: and raised in Pittsburgh, So, um, <laughs> which is exactly why after two years in the big old city, it's it was like, time to come back home. Okay, yeah. so
0: you came from New York back to Pittsburgh?
3: Totally miss my roots here, yeah. Yeah,
0: me too. I, yeah. There's no, I, I tell you what, New York City, God bless it, I think it's great. Yeah. But it's great for about two days, and then I'm ready to come home. Right, it's great to visit. <laughs> it was really
3: cool. I just to be, like, cold, not physically, but just the people and everything well, else it's and the so, whole work it's it's so Life.
0: big that you're kind of isolated. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Yeah. It's like it's the biggest place with so many people that you feel completely alone all yeah. the time. So.
3: But super great experience. i yeah. um, glad I got to do that. I think it was really helpful for me getting my first job back Definitely. here as a writer with one of the larger agencies downtown. Gotcha. Yeah. So I started working there um, as a junior copywriter um, at, again, one of the agencies downtown. And I stayed there for 10 years, kind of worked my way up. Definitely. Um, and then when I was ready to make a change, I found Market Space. And decided to try something different. And when I say different, I'm talking yeah. totally different. I went from a company of about 100 to a company of I was the eighth employee. Wait,
0: back up. So you were the eighth employee. So that's yeah. a little bit of culture change going it was, on, it was right definitely there. Definitely right? a
3: culture change. I could I could give you a, a three second story on that. My first day there, it was so quiet that I brought a, uh, a cereal bar to open. And I was so nervous about the noise the paper was making. I coughed every time I was ripping it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my much goodness. different, much different today. Uh, who we were then, but super small. Yeah, big culture shock.
0: So eight people. How long ago was that? When you uh, that
3: was two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Yeah, so almost ten years now.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Thank that's you. So that's, that's a milestone. Yeah,
3: it's a huge milestone.
0: Super cool. So how many people are you now? Uh sixteen. Sixteen.
3: Yeah. So doubled in size since I uh, got there.
0: Wow. So so obviously now, like I mean, you're running the place, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. How did that happen? So um, I I got there as a creative director and um, did a lot all the writing at the time. Um, And then we kind of grew the creative department, so I moved up to VP of creative. Um, And the former owner at the time started talking about a succession plan and wondered if I would be interested um, in taking over the business. And I loved it very much. And I was very interested in that. Um, So I bought into the business and became a partner in January of 2016.
0: Super cool. Yeah,
3: which was really great. And the plan for succession was for um, the owner of the company to back out slowly and, you know, kind Mm -hmm. of teach me the ropes and everything else. And, you know, maybe over the course of five to 10 years, kind of hand the company over. But um, unfortunately, she passed away in September of 2016. Oh my. So it was a um, definite. Uh, a Quick move.
0: I was going to say, quick right. Quick move
3: into the role of sole owner and president of the agency. But um, it's been two years, and I feel like the team and the leadership team and I have really kind of stepped up and figured out what to do. And, uh, you know, it's been well, it's been pretty good now. You
0: get to have a lot of fun then.
3: We, did, we have so much fun. I
0: believe it. It's
3: so much fun every day.
0: Every day there's something new. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Super, super cool. Yeah. So tell us, like, I mean, a bit about the capabilities yeah. of, of, of the agency and some of the folks that you work with. And, yeah, I would love to. And I want to give some pointers to some of our tech- People out there as well, too, because I think people don't realize that brand has to go across all types of things.
3: For sure. You know what For I'm sure. Saying? Yeah, I'd love to talk about that. So, we actually are a full service advertising agency, which is not, not uncommon today in any of the agencies. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everybody does a little bit of everything. Of course. Um, and so, we do branding, we do traditional creative, we do digital, um, we do social media. So we have for all of those services, but really the heart of what MarketSpace does at the core and foundation, and, and yeah. as we were born, is with branding. Gotcha. So that's always part of what we do, and whether it's a traditional branding project, meaning we're doing a logo or refreshing a brand, we're creating brand identity or key messaging. Um, that's obviously that's you know easy to see how that makes for branding. Um, But what we really try to help clients see is how brand plays a role in any project that they're doing. So if they come to us for a one-off brochure, it's, hey, what are your brand standards? How do we make sure that we're speaking the same language as everything? Um, And most of them know that and know to expect that and appreciate it. But at times, you know, this is a great opportunity for us to educate clients um, about the brand and the importance.
0: And I think that it's a really, it's a good thing to talk about. I look at like, Companies like yours, how they play into the ecosystem here in yeah. Pittsburgh. And it's a crucial part. I mean, in many ways, you are a tech company. I mean, yeah. you guys are using some pretty, pretty sophisticated technologies with around the social media and around the digital sure. platforms that you that you're building. But on top of that, you have the ad responsibility of making that stuff, you know, help people sell more product yeah. and you know accomplish the goals that they're that they're looking for. As yeah, as that's actually a
3: great point because even though there are so many different technologies and platforms out there, you know, it's tempting to just go leap onto those and bring the newest and the next to our clients. But really we always have to take a step back and Due diligence to make sure does this them. really makes sense? Yeah. yeah, for your customers that you're trying to reach or the goals that you have. You know, are we just trying to try it? Or are we trying it because we believe it's going it, to have an It's impact? an actual solution. It's not yeah. just something that's
0: creating some buzz, but will it actually solve a business problem?
3: Right. I mean, I can't tell you. If, I remember, like, wait, like, I think, like, in the beginning of being at MarketSpace, if we were approaching all the time. Should I be on Twitter? Should I was going to bring, I, you're reading
0: my mind. Yeah. yeah. You were totally, I was, was going to say, like, I, I remember when, when Twitter first came like, oh, that's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Like, why would you? to do that now it's like oh geez like right this. yeah <laughs> it's so funny yeah so we get
3: those questions all the time and you know it's not our job to have a knee-jerk reaction it's to really think about it and see if it makes sense
0: super super cool reminding our listeners we're talking to trish parkhill of market space communications if you go to marketspaceagency.com you can learn all about their capabilities there and i encourage you to do that because that's i tell all of our listeners here on TechVibe. these are our members and these are great companies and reach out to them. If you have an issue or a problem you're trying to solve, like they're looking to help you. So go out there and, and reach out and, and they can help you find some pretty cool solutions. So let's talk about like why branding is so important, it's, it's so important especially for, for tech companies. I think a lot of times they, they have the technology, you yeah. know, they think they got the dialed in, but yeah. they're not thinking about how that, what, what that means in a bigger context and how to actually sell that technology, make that technology relevant. And, Get, get away from the technical side of it sometimes and more Absolutely. into the how it's going to make my life easier side of it as far Absolutely. as Absolutely.
3: So their brand is so important for that. It's And sometimes it comes down to, like, the, I, I feel like almost every tech company out there has a really cool logo, right? They have a cool name and a cool logo, and it might be a name that was totally made up or things like that. Exactly. And that's great. But then how do we help make that connection from what the name of your company is to what you do and what the end benefit is right. to the customer or to your target audience? So um, part of branding beyond the logo, beyond your color palette, Is key messaging and helping people understand what benefit you're bringing to them. Um, And sometimes that's just a short little, you know, three sentence elevator pitch so that all your employees or all your team members are saying the same thing every time they talk about your company. And other times it's a long, um, almost um, anthem about your company. Right. right? So oh, that yeah. you can put it out there maybe in a brochure or in a presentation. You have or, to have it at
0: all different levels ready yeah, to go. You need like a bandolero of different types of messages. Yeah, so you can whip definitely, them out when needed. Definitely for the right and situation. Sometimes you
3: have to tailor those to different audiences. So maybe right. sometimes you're talking. maybe one time you have multiple products. So sometimes you're talking to teens and other times you're talking to um, adults. You have to make sure that you're able to be nimble with that messaging but still can maintain the integrity of it.
0: So I think it's important for people to start thinking of this as early on in the evolution of their company as possible. But that's also a time when folks don't want to spend money on some right. of these things. So there's this weird balance that they have to kind of figure out. And I know that a lot of firms like yeah. yours like, no, they, you, you can work with a smaller company. You don't have to have a million-dollar budget to get some good even just basic branding steps down like you don't have to do the whole enchilada Absolutely. but at least get a couple key elements done and get that mindset going how, Absolutely. how, how do you work with a smaller company like so that
3: we all, that's, it's, it's perfect that's a perfect setup because we always tell our clients they need to get their house in order before they go out there and there market you go. themselves it's got to right? look nice before so you can't, the guests yeah, right? if you go out there and you market yourself to the world and then people are coming back to figure out who you are and it's just crumbling at <laughs> <by> the second <laughs> right. that's not doing you any justice so some simple things to get started are um, A make sure you do have a solid logo and you've trademarked everything. B, make sure you have some form of key messaging that is it, if for nothing else for your internal team so you're and all consistent, speaking the same right. language yes right. and being consistent across the board and then and then, see really think about um, are there small one off or what are the main pieces that I need to reach out to my different audiences so who am I trying to reach where are they and what are the most cost effective ways I can be talking to them it honestly might be man on the street or it right. might be social okay. media you know it doesn't necessarily have to be a television commercial um, you just have to figure out where your audience is and what the best way to reach them is
0: absolutely we only have a couple minutes left Okay. It goes by so fast. There's it so much does. fun it's stuff so fun. to talk about. Yeah. Is so like you know, a couple just top tips. Uh, I just have my, my my company coming off the ground. Our product maybe's coming out in six months to yeah. a year. What should I be thinking about right now? Perfect.
3: Uh, so think think in the now, but think way ahead. So if you name, if you give yourself a name that is very specific to a niche of what you're doing now, is that all you're going to be doing now and in the next five years and then some? Do you need an umbrella name yeah, exactly. that's a little bit more broad that gives you that space to grow? So, for example, if your company's um, somehow focused in biology right now, do you really want bio in there, knowing that in the future you could be extending beyond to something different? Just always make sure you're giving yourself room to grow.
0: And that didn't cost us a penny. Right.
3: Great <laughs> <We laughs> advice from Trish yeah, Park. Castle.
0: Exactly. Which I, I really encourage people go to marketspaceagency.com and check them out because it's one of those things where, hey, maybe you need more help around it. Yeah. And, and you, you can do that. Yes. And, and you're part of this, really, uh, an essential part of this ecosystem yeah. that's making Pittsburgh really be the cool city that it is. We've got these great companies thank coming you. up, and they're companies like yours to service them and help them be the best companies that they can be. So awesome, I, I find can- it super exciting. I'm yeah. so glad you got to hang out with us. and gave some us some of that advice. You're giving yeah. me ideas now. <laughs> Good.
3: I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for the time.
0: Super cool all the way around. Hey, we're taking a quick break. We're coming back with more Tech Vibe Radio, I swear. This is Jonathan Kirsting. I'm from the Pittsburgh Technology Council. And learn more about our association by going to pghtech.org. And, of course, follow us on Twitter. That thing founded many years ago that we didn't believe in <laughs> at, at pghtech. Welcome back, everybody. So glad you are dialed in to Tech Vibe Radio on a Friday night. I always say, if you're listening to Tech Vibe on Friday, you're pretty smart. You know what's going on. You care about what's happening in Pittsburgh's technology sector. I mean, I think it's been, oh my goodness, we're past 10 years now bringing you this show pretty much every single Friday night, which has been just an honor and a privilege because I get to hang out with some of the coolest people. And tonight, actually right now, I'm not hanging out with my usual co-host, Audrey Russo. She's out on assignment, so I'm here kind of manning the controls all by myself. And tonight's show is coming from the Huntington Bank Podcast Studio here at our headquarters in Nova Place. Great way to have a studio outside of KDKA for us to capture the interviews and bring you all the great stories happening here in Pittsburgh. And here's, like I said before, great people stopping by the show. And we have Webula stopping by tonight. We have Vince Cersosimo stopping by with us. Vince Thanks for hanging out with us tonight.
4: Hello. Hey, thanks for having me.
0: So, Webula. Tell us about Webula. First of all, I love the name. The name. W-E-B-B-U-L-A, Webula.
4: That's right. Have you ever tried to make up a name that doesn't
0: exist? Is that what you did? Yeah, it's a, okay. actually
4: a lot harder to do than, than you would imagine. <laughs> well, this
0: goes to my story then, okay, of of. of Sure. You found this company. What was the inspiration, and then how did you name it? Why did you decide on the name Webula?
4: <laughs> sure, sure. So, to, to give you some background, just my, you know, my background was actually in in home security systems. I Wait, was, home
0: security, and you started a, an email setup. Well, okay, well, okay, this is getting even better yet. Keep going. Crazy, I'm sorry. right? Yeah, yeah crazy. Yeah.
4: So, so, all my life, all I knew was was home security and and door knocking, going you know house by house, door by door, you know offering. You know, home security or, or, or fire protection services, and uh, I actually had a friend who lived out in Arizona, came into town, completely unrelated. Not you know, it was a personal trip, and uh, we got to it traveling north. Uh, we took a road. We were essentially trapped in a, in a car together for for about three or four hours. And
0: I thought you said cardigan together. A like, cardigan, that'd yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That would be kind of weird. That would
4: be We were stuck in a, in a vehicle together and uh, just in conversation understanding, you know, hey, what do you do? What are you doing nowadays? And he was in the email marketing. And this was back in 2008. So, whoa, um,
0: 2008, that. man, that's yeah, like scary times. It
4: feels like forever. I know. <laughs> you know. But he explained to me just, you know, how he would, what he would do in the email industry, and how you could essentially, and again, he was dumbing it down, obviously, but explaining how you could take a list of people and essentially mail an offer, and some portion of that list would convert. And to me, you know, I'm, I'm going Monday morning, I'm following up and going knocking on, you know, door by door. Right, so exactly, me, right. You know, hearing, hey, you just load up a list, and and you know, people will buy a product. Sounded fantastic, right? So was, right. I was intrigued, and and uh, the conversations continued for for the next couple of months, just trying to understand the industry. And, and uh, to make a long story short, uh, it, my brother, myself, and and this gentleman ended up teaming up and, and founding Webula.
0: So Very I mean, cool. Yeah. See, that's an awesome story. I yeah. love it. So and so, you're like, I'm leaving this, and I see potential in that. And that was ten years ago. That was ten years ago, right?
4: That's uh, so, awesome. So we got into the email world, and. We're all about uh, building campaigns and and delivering for for brands, these email campaigns. And the one common thread that that just keep coming up time and time again was all of our clients either uh, didn't realize that they had just bad data, dirty data, as we
0: call it. We all suffer from that, even when we try not to suffer from that, right? That's that's true,
4: exactly. Uh, So they either didn't realize it or they didn't care, right? They would just hand us their list to to then mail to and uh, needless to say would press send and those campaigns would would go south very quickly, right? We would hit all the spam traps or bounces or invalids or all the headaches would be on our shoulders. So we realized if we were going to stick around in business that we had to get a little bit smarter and start to develop technology to – yeah,
0: to understand the differences between good and bad data. So tell us about who are some of the customers you work with. If someone's listening right now, hey, go to webulowith2bs.com, and you can sure. really nerd out there and see all the services. But you offer such an essential service to so many businesses because so many of us use email to market for us to make money, sure. to reach customers. Sure. Uh, uh,
4: Snap Retail is a Pittsburgh company. Exactly uh, right. That know that those guys as well. As well. One, It's a good example. But really, if your business relies on email, uh, phone, or postal, then
0: you're a brand or a company that should be working with Webula. Very, very cool. And what I'd love to tell our listeners as well is don't be afraid to reach out. Like, sure. they're there to help. There's someone friendly to talk to you to talk you through this because a lot of these things, especially when it comes to email marketing, it's very confusing out there. And sure. actually, you have some great content in your site, and you've actually been publishing a lot of your content on our PGH TechFuse site, where you're kind of uh, taking some of the complexity out of some of these issues, like the spam traps and upended lists or pended lists, sure. and all that kind of stuff. Where you're like, "Whoa, what is? I just want to you know email my my list, and it's just not always that simple." But you're kind of bringing this common knowledge to make it more digestible. Adjustable, and also make me realize that I actually need Webula to actually help me out with this. When all is said and done, Sure. So I, th- I think that that's really interesting that you're able to do that and bring that to everybody.
4: Sure, yeah. Customers come to us in a number of different for a number of different reasons. One of which is either they have uh, aging data that they need help just identifying, you know, what, what's risk, uh, what's risky, and need help just separating and segmenting a list. Um, and we're able to help do that, right? That's one one aspect. We call it our hygiene. It's our lead product.
0: I think that's like one of the most fundamental things as well, too, when it comes to successful email campaigns, and you've you got to have the clean data, right? Sure. I mean, Absolutely. And, and it's easier said than done. Saying like, Realizing it's one thing, but then making it clean is another. And that's where you guys can come in and help kind of clean that data up, right? That's right. So the,
4: one of the first things we'll do is, is evaluate your, your list. So we'll run it through our process and first identify anything harmful, like spam traps or honeypots or disposable domains, complainers, but then we'll run it through... Verification, which is the process of actually checking to see if the email is going to deliver or if it's going to be a bounce.
0: Gotcha. So can you tell our listeners about like maybe what the impact is? Like, is there like a before and after type of a scenario you might be able to run us through? So if someone gave you like a dirty list and you just ran it, you maybe have like, what, like a 3% open rate or a crazy amount of bounces as compared to when they run it with you guys and you're able to clean it up and sure. test it out. What, what, what kind of differences do people typically see? So everyone's
4: data set's a little bit differently. different. So it just depends on on the level of quality that you currently have. But the idea here is we're providing business intelligence. For you to make an educated decision on how to move forward. So, if your list is is aging and has a lot of bounces, we're obviously going to be able to, to remove those bounces, increase your deliverability. You know, we can get your list up to you know ninety five, ninety seven percent deliverable. Um, but we're also going to remove those riskier emails that cause that are deliverable but can cause a lot of headaches. Things like you know complainers, uh, yeah. people that don't want to necessarily get your campaigns and want to
0: cause trouble for you we're
4: able to help identify those so that you could suppress them and no longer suppress
0: matter. them please yeah <laughs> interesting interesting reminding our listeners we're talking to vince sarsasman from webula founder of webula it's a super cool company now there's a question we got to get to it's the around data breaches sure you guys brought this up and we really want to talk about this you know what is the connection between data breaches and your email and and how they kind of are interdependent on each other or how they can impact each other?
4: Sure. Well with GDPR last year and, and you know, California's new law, there's there's all these privacy laws coming up and, and privacy is always top of mind, right? And it should be. And, and it's important for for buyers to evaluate, you know, their data suppliers or or their data service providers and understand who they're working with right? Data, it's not the wild, wild west anymore. We need to, to actually understand where data is going and and offer customers uh, uh, not only the, the higher level of securities to protect those assets, but also you know, do things like maintain opt-outs. Gotcha. You know, Privacy is always top of mind. So recently, the breach that we were talking about earlier right. was you know uh, it, the, the email verification industry got a bad rap because one of the uh, lesser-known players, but nonetheless, uh, an email verification company in the space went through a, a very large data breach and was taking obviously took a lot of heat. And you know, we want to bring it to everybody's attention of make sure you vet your vendors. You know, just don't go on the lowest cost.
0: That right? is, I think, huge advice because so many times people are running a business and you're like, I, I need to get this done, but I don't want to put a ton of money into it. But you get what you pay for sometimes, and sometimes even worse. Sure. And so the idea is, is to really vet that out and, and make sure. That makes totally sound sense. That's right as far as that goes. no absolutely. So what's what's coming up in 2019? I know you guys have been making some changes around Webula like where are you guys heading you know what's happening Sure.
4: so is growing uh, which is nice we're, up, we're always growing. We're up in, in the Wexford area. Uh, one of the new products that we're releasing is what we're calling lead hygiene. so our, our, one of our foundation products is email hygiene which we spoke about obviously, but we're extending that across the lead form. So not only identifying, you know, what email addresses are bad or harmful, but also applying that to all facets of of PII or or things like first name, last name, you know, validating postal address, uh, phone number. All all the stuff that can trip you
0: up as you're developing your lead list and stuff like that, huh? That's right. Very cool. So is that being rolled out right now or is that uh, in a few months from now? That, that's,
4: that's in the next month we're, we're releasing it. So
0: Very cool. So how long has that been in the works for? That, that's, it's got to be a lot of fun when you're now building on to your services and capabilities. Sure. So we've always we've always maintained a
4: technology similar and applied it to our internal aggregation efforts. Okay. But now we're releasing it as a
0: customer-facing product. Very cool. Mm-hmm. All the way around. So going back to 2008, you started this company. Eleven years later, what was the journey like? like are, you, are you saying it's are a great you, question is, Are you surprised where you are now? Like, did you think it would be like this?
4: I, you know, I, I think I, I think I, I knew it would be like this. I think how we got there though was, was a little bit different, right? So, uh, I originally founded the business I had mentioned with my brother and another partner, and um, you know, went, once once we became more of a technology company and identifying more of the fraud and the bad data side. Uh, we, I actually bought both of those partners out. Okay, went, went our separate ways. Yeah, uh, we stopped with the sending email piece, but just stuck to building technology, and then ultimately becoming a, a, a data aggregator, leveraging the tools and technologies very we cool to build in house and applying it to, to data. Only in Pittsburgh.
0: <laughs> Only in Pittsburgh. Right. That's why we yeah, love exactly. doing the show because we get to talk to men and women like you that you know you had this idea, that an opportunity. You took it, and ten years later, you know you're you're building a great company. You're paying sure. your taxes, employing people, and offering right. really kick butt solutions that really help people's businesses grow. Absolutely, all in tech. You gotta love that! Yeah, absolutely in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Such cool stuff. So glad we got to talk to you tonight here on Tech Buy Radio. Once again, Vince Sosmo from Webula. Go to webula.com. That's with two B's. That's Every right. time I see that word Webula, I think of I think of like Halloween or something. You there. There you <laughs> I go. love it. So cool. Well, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Hey, everybody. Once again, thanks for dialing into uh, Tech Live Radio. i spending your Friday night with us here, listening to the best and the brightest that are really making Pittsburgh pop. If you want to learn more about the Pittsburgh Technology Council, go to pghtech.org and find about all the different ways that we love helping our technology companies succeed. Um, go to uh, uh, Twitter as well, at pghtech. And after that, it's a long list, but you got to do it. Have a great weekend, everyone. Talk to you to say.